1: good evening grand theft auto wars my name is Jaden. this is the motherfucking gta podcast the world is mine nigga get back don't fuck with my stack the gauge is racked about to drop the bomb i'm the motherfucking dime big fish in a small pond not a fish trying to throw they book at the crook but I shook they worm and they hooked dumpiess uh, hold day breath they wanna miss me when I'm tipsy uh, running everything west side of the Mississippi uh, welcome the to another glorious episode of the grand Theft Auto, auto park park podcast
2: the up.
1: best grand Theft auto podcast in the world I think it might be the only whatever today is a very special episode why is it special you ask? I don't know. I got nothing, but I do have some topics that I did that I wanted to run by y'all. So y'all know, I spend a lot of time thinking about what I would like to see in GTA six, as I imagine y'all do. And if you, if you do have any ideas, once again, feel free to reach out at the GTA podcast on Twitter. Uh, I think maybe Instagram too, I forget. And then there's a Grand Theft Auto podcast, Facebook group, or you can send an email to the GTA podcast at Gmail. That was the uh, business. let's get let's get down to it. So I would like to see my first idea is that I would like to see a GPS that is kind of um, can be projected onto the the windshield or I'm trying I don't really know how to say this. That's why I'm starting out with it and not closing with it. Hey now. but it, it'd be cool if if well, two things actually. I would like to have a third, map op, uh, size option. You know how you you hit the down button and it makes the map bigger. I think it would be cooler if you could make it even bigger than that. Uh, but also if the GPS was like lit up the roadway in front of you so that you don't have to look down at the, at the radar. Um, and, I, and I know maybe I'm just being picky at this point, but I thought it was a cool idea. Uh, my second idea, and t- tell me what y'all think about this stuff. Uh, once again, y'all got all the contact info, hit me up. The second one would be where like you could go to a lobby and it would just be kind of old fashioned mode, meaning that there's no flying vehicles or weaponized vehicles. You just you can have your your supercars and whatnot, but none of the fancy stuff. Uh, I feel I don't know if y'all feel this way, but I do feel like we're getting a little bit spoiled. I was talking about this with my friend Jordan the other day um, and Dylan, actually, my my two gaming buddies. And I was saying that I feel like we're ruined. I feel like, because right now I got like $7 million and I don't know what to spend it on. Like, I don't, (laughs) I have everything. I'm like a spoiled prince that doesn't know what to do with himself. And I'm just, anyway, um, the point being, it'd be cool if we could just go back. If we had the option to go back to go to, to be in a lobby where there's not going to be a fucking flying troll machine that just kills me while I'm you know just hanging out you know trying to grind or whatever. anyway, so uh, my third idea and I might have said something about this before, uh, but tell me what y'all think is I okay, how long has it been since uh, since GTA 5 came out? it's been six or seven years, right we can I, I can almost guarantee that it's gonna be the same thing for GTA six. not you know I I, I get it it's a it's a big game. there's a lot that goes into it. Whatever, but if that's the case, this fucking game should be based in the future because that's because by the time GTA Seven comes out, will we be even be using cell phones anymore? I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna have a microchip in my asshole that can that I can communicate with other people. You know, I'm just like I I feel like because the cell phone thing is getting old. And by the way, the cell phone should not ring. Okay. In real life, you—if you, you keep—if you call me as much as these people do, I'm going to call you an asshole and, and defriend you on Facebook. You know what I mean? So just send me a fucking text message. It happens so many times, and I've I've mentioned this before. Why does X pick up the phone? The button that you use the most, the run button, picks up the phone. All right. Now if I got to march into the rock star office and scream this from the front desk, you know, to everybody that walks in, I will. Just fucking, just do away with the goddamn cell phone. Well, it, it, do away with it ringing anyway. Just fucking get text messages about everything. You know what I mean? So tell me what y'all think about that. Now, number four is the Crooked Cop missions. I, I don't know if any any of y'all play those. I love those. When there's no GTA Rush Like one that you get whenever you're in a crowded when you're in a sixteen player. I think it goes up to 16 16 player crooked cop mission, and cars are flying, bullets are flying. I mean, it's a it's a fucking it's pretty fun. It would be cool if you could do that. And well, actually, if you're not familiar with crooked cop, I I hope y'all are. But it seems like crooked cop has kind of went by the wayside as of late. But uh, it's basically capture the flag. Kind of, uh, uh, maybe that's not the right, but it's basically a briefcase, and whoever can get the briefcase and get it back to their destination, wherever that is, with the cops also chasing you, you know, along with the other team, then then you win. It is so much fucking fun. I think hippie hunting is is another one of them. That's that's where they're doing it with, like a like a brick of weed or something. But um, they give you a piece of shit car. to to do this in now my thought my what I'm proposing is that first of all why 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 do they have a shitty car you should be able to use your personal vehicles not the weaponized vehicles though that would be the shortest game of Crooked Cop ever you should be able to use kind of the same thing like I was saying uh, about the old-fashioned sessions or whatever free 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 mode sessions Um, it'd be cool if you could use your personal vehicle because it would make it that much more exciting There's nothing I mean, maybe not the bulletproof, maybe the bulletproof tires thing is, is going too far. You know, you might have to rein it in a little bit, but I think it would be a cool idea because crooked cop, the, it would be a lot more fun if you weren't in a piece of shit. Now I understand that it kind of makes the, the, the playing field a little bit uneven, but you know, it's always going to be uneven. that that's, that that'll be your motivation to not have a shitty vehicle, but that's just, that's just the way, that's just the way life is. So uh, but number five would be, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like I'm a spoiled child at this point that is just numb and and nothing. I'm just never satisfied. I do feel that way. I don't know if y'all feel that way, but i I feel like one thing that I would really enjoy and that would be if they like if they presented this right now, if this was some sort of add-on or, or DLC or whatever you call it, I would be this this would keep me occupied for probably another year, and it would give them another reason to keep delaying GTA 6. But don't get me started. It would be cool if you could build a custom mansion, like if they had some sort. And I I know that there's a lot of this this stuff that, I, that I'm proposing is it does take a lot. It would take a lot of work, you know, implementing this sort of stuff. But as I was telling Jordan, they could also take some stuff out. Do away with the fucking tennis. Do away with the arm wrestling. Do away with Fucking what you know, there's there's stuff you can cut back. I think that this would go a lot further and it would make the game that much more unique if there was a proper now. I understand there's some logistical stuff that it would need to be ironed out, kind of like um you could go to a spot on the map where where people's customized mansions are because everybody basically actually you can't even buy a mansion. We should be able to own a mansion, we should be able to live in a mansion. I know the story mode in story mode you can but that's not good enough. We need mansions online. Uh, that'd be something that I would gladly spend my money on, especially if I could customize it. Now, speaking of customization, the the sixth idea that I had is it was a really cool one. I'd, I'd be really excited about it. And I don't think that it would take a whole lot of work on, on Rockstar's part to, to implement something something like this. But my idea was to allow players to upload their own 3D 3D model or like vehicles, like have some sort of interface, and you you know they got that you know they got the team to do this. They're they're fucking brilliant. They can do anything. It'd be cool if there was a tool where you could upload your own 3D models that you'd make in like Maya or 3ds Max or Blender or whatever, and if you could upload those and use those in the game. I know it's not that simple, but I feel like there there could be some sort of interface that would allow you to do that, like in the game or some sort of software I, i, I you know, uh, but not only the 3d models, you know, maybe that's too far, but if that's, if that is too far, at least give us the option of, and I'm just kind of thinking out loud, but just at least give us the option of uploading our own texture maps. Like if, if somehow you could get in for those of y'all that don't know for that, that don't know what a texture map is, every car, every building, every, asset in the game every model in the game has to have an image mapped to the polygons um you know that you see and i think it would be cool if you could make your own uh paint job so it it would you know for for, uh, really for anything maybe make your own clothes too i just had that thought and it would make the game that much more i don't know it'd make it it'd make every player that much more unique and uh you know unique is good, makes you feel really good. You're like, hey, I'm special. But it really would. It would be fun to be able to have a vehicle that nobody else has with a paint job that nobody else has and wearing your own fly threads that nobody has. (laughs) I don't know where fly threads can. That's what the kids say these days, right? Anyway, so my seventh and final idea is it'd be sweet to have mortars mortar shells, uh, whatever you call them, uh, mortar launchers, I don't know, and nuclear bombs. That would be fucking great. Granted, you know, the nuclear bombs would have to cost a lot or else they'd just be using them left and right. But it's like that Chris Rock joke. If a bullet was $5,000 and you saw somebody get killed, you'd be like, that guy must have done something. So I, you know, but the, the mortar shells would be cool because you could launch them to different parts of the level and, and, you know, kill, kill a whole block, but you'd have to be a really good shot. I'm not saying to have a mortar launcher. What the fuck are those guys? I should have done some research. I apologize. Um, but, yeah, you could shoot a mortar, but it's not going to be like, oh, it's going to land right here. You still have to eyeball it, and you still have to get good at it. You know what I mean? Um, you just have to point it, and, you know, if you're good enough, you can, you can hit a target. Now, the nuclear bomb idea, first of all, I just, like, nuclear bombs okay i used to draw mushroom clouds when i was a kid there'd be little girls they're like oh yeah i drew a butterfly and i'm like i drew a fucking mushroom you know and so i i I just i can't get rid of that idea it's just uh it would be so much fun if you could just take out half the city in a free mode just for the fuck of it now i was trying to decide on how much money those would have to cost for to where people would just not would just you know wouldn't Just do it, you know, multiple times in a row. And I'm $10 million. That's reasonable, right? $10 million? Eh, maybe that's a little much. What do you all think about that? Hit me up. I'd like to know. So I was going to give you all just a short, sweet podcast, just checking in. But I I wanted to give you more. And it just so happened that I I had come across some really cool and informative videos on YouTube about the casino heist that I thought were really helpful. The, the name of the YouTube channel is The Professional, capital T, capital P, no space. I'll tell you again at the end. Uh, it's, it was really, yeah, like I said, it was really helpful. It was really informative, and I figured you'd appreciate it. So here we Oh, by the way, some of this stuff I already knew, but definitely some I didn't. So, uh, So check it out. Here we go.
2: Hello YouTube, how's everyone doing? It's Professional here. Today I wanted to make a top 10 video for you guys, and this one is covering the Diamond Casino Heist. And these are some things that you guys might already know, and some of them you might not know. These are some things that I found interesting when I was playing for the DLC, and some of them I actually didn't discover until a few days after playing it. But anyways, I hope that you guys enjoy this video. Let's get started. So starting off at number 10 is we have used the garage door. Now this one might seem kind of obvious, but I played the whole day, and I actually did not even realize that you could enter through the garage door. And the reason that I'm saying this is so important is because chances are, when you're going in the arcade business like me, 9 times out of 10, you're not going in here for the arcade games or even to get the money from your safe, you're going in to get the next part of your heist ready or to check up on your heist. And you gotta go through the whole arcade business, you gotta go into your office here, you gotta Put in the coin, wait till the, till the Madame Lazar mach- machine moves over, then you go down in the basement. But actually, on the side, you could just enter right through the garage door and you'll be there, right in the heist room. You don't gotta go through all that stuff on the main floor. Next at number nine, we have the arcade business and management. Now, when the arcade business first came out, a lot of people were asking me, how much does the arcade business make? Are there missions involving it? Now, the f- answer to the first question, there don't really appear to be any kind of missions involving the arcade. There don't appear to be any kind of outside activities, like kind of like nightclub popularity missions. Wendy is a contact in your phone, but I don't understand the purpose of that. She could possibly call you for some kind of hidden mission that we might not have gotten yet, but as far as I've seen, there don't appear to be any kind of missions involving the arcade business. Now, how how much does the arcade business actually make? If you buy pretty much most of the machines in the arcade business, the max payout that you can make is $5,000 every in-game day, so $5,000 every 48 minutes. The max that you're safe can hold is $50,000. Now, some people might say that this is pretty bad, And you could argue that, but the purpose of the arcade business is for the heist. But I personally think it's better than nightclub popularity income. And the reason I feel that way is even though nightclub popularity income could go up to $10,000 per 48 minutes versus 5,000 here, here you don't have to do any kind of popularity missions. It will always be generating $5,000 every 48 minutes. And on top of that, in your interaction menu, there's a new arcade management option. And you can restrict your arcade to private so that other people can't come in here. And you can also change around the placement of the machines. choose where to put certain machines. This adds more detail and variety to each person's arcade business other than the interior customization. At number eight, we have the new drone station. Now, this is something you can purchase in your arcade business, and this drone station, it is technically the exact same thing as the terabyte drone, but there is one big difference with that, and that is that this thing has pretty much infinite range. You can take this drone all the way across the map when you use it from your arcade business. However though, there's also an additional drone. You can now spawn a drone at any time through the interaction menu. You need to own the drone station to do so. But you just go into your interaction menu, right where you would spawn your RC Bandito, you will now see a drone option. It does have a five minute cooldown each time you use it, but the drone that you spawn on foot, that drone does have have a limited range. But also be aware that when you are using this drone on foot, you can also be killed by other players or you can be killed by NPCs. So, while this drone might be useful in some situations, just also keep an eye on your surroundings. Make sure you spawn the drone in a place that you can't really easily be killed and found in. At number seven, we have the Master Control Terminal. Now, a lot of people were asking me, is this worth it? Definitely, especially if you're a grinder and you own all the businesses like myself, this is gonna be extremely useful. What I love about the Master Control Terminal is that we can check the status on our businesses, we can check exactly how much they have produced, we can also buy supplies for them. I buy supplies for my bunker and I buy supplies for my MC businesses. I don't have to go to them anymore. Just be careful though, because sometimes I noticed that the stock isn't always correct on what it has displayed. To better check it, you would just click on the business and then it would tell you the exact stock and supply level there. But other than that, great for buying supplies. As for selling businesses, you can also sell businesses from here but I wouldn't recommend selling businesses from here because you got to go all the way back to your business to get that delivery vehicle. It's not going to spawn outside your arcade. The only business I'll personally sell from here is the nightclub because my nightclub is literally right down the street from my arcade business. I don't even have to ever enter the nightclub again. I can just do popularity missions from here. I can do my heist preps and when I do my heist preps and I enter, I can just check up on all my businesses, buy supplies, fill them up again, very useful. As for crates, I wouldn't really recommend doing crates with this thing, it's better to use a terabyte because with this thing you would have to go inside each time to buy crates. Just use a terabyte for that, But buying supplies and checking up on your business, take advantage of this thing, it's definitely worth getting. Moving on to number six, we have getaway car customization, as well as pay for preps and prep info. Now, for the getaway cars, you can actually customize them. The customization isn't that great, it's automatic, but you just basically need to go into both getaway cars, you go inside them, and you upgrade each one, $50,000 for both of them, it upgrades the armor and the speed on them. As for the preps, there are a few preps that you can actually pay for, they appear to all be optional preps, they are not the preps that, you know, you have to do, but it's not even for all optional preps, but me personally, even though you can pay for them, I don't think it's worth it, because a lot of the prep missions are pretty easy, $70,000 for one prep mission? that's not worth it, especially when you take into account the take at the end of the heist. But what I did find useful is that if you want to decide on which optional prep you want to do, if you actually press triangle on the PS4 or Y on the Xbox, it'll actually tell you info, and it'll tell you about what that prep mission is for, what you are going to be using it for, and how it's going to help you. So if you don't know what each prep mission is going to give you, you can actually check out the info page right here on this board. At number five we have the hidden cash room and this is one of my personal favorites this is what I love about this heist is that it's just so detailed and this is one of the things that you can find. Now this is the floor right before you go down to the basement right before the vault so it's the floor right above the vault and you go into this control room you hold down the button and it opens up this door and this money in here is today's cash so it's today's cash room and it's between forty thousand dollars to sixty thousand dollars i notice it changes each time and you can get this before you go down to the vault and you can get it after you you hit the vault it doesn't matter and it doesn't trip the alarm so if you're doing it stealth you can go in here grab this money it's a good extra amount of money you can also drill the safety deposit boxes downstairs when you're in the vault but you need the drill prep to do that but other than that this is a great new addition hidden room where you can get some extra money i just love this attention to detail in this heist Next at number four, we have heist practice equipment. Now this is very, very important. Do not buy the heist practice equipment. If you're gonna purchase one, only purchase the hacking one. The hacking one is actually worth it. The door security one, that one costs $425,000 because that will actually help you practice some of the hacking mini games. Some of the hacking mini games, they can be pretty challenging. The fingerprint one, it's not as challenging as the keypad one. The keypad one can get really difficult. So if you buy the hacking one, that one's actually worth it, you can practice with it. But the model, the model, even though it is $130,000, it's a waste. And what the model basically does is it shows you where the access points are. It's not worth it. And the vault, that is an even, even bigger waste of money. You can practice drilling with the vault, but the drilling is just so easy. It's pretty much the exact same thing as a Fleece job. Instead, just practice the Fleece job because when you do the Fleece job, you actually get paid. Do not spend $900,000 on this vault. Spend it only on the hacking equipment. Avoid the model. And if you're wondering about the access points, this brings me to my next point at number three. I have a guide that I made on all the access points and the points of interest. When you find these access points and these points of interest, you don't got to do it a second time. And what they basically do for you is they map out locations. On a lot of the heists, you can choose your entry, and you can also choose your exit. And that is what the access points are for. The points of interest are things like, you know, the security cameras, the guards. They're also useful, but the access points, that's really important, especially where you're deciding on entering the casino. If you want to know where all six access points are and the points of interest, I have a video down below. Save yourself some money. Do not waste money on the model. Instead, check out my video. It'll be at the end of this video. Next at number two, we have Hidden Heist Crew members and also the Navy Revolver. Now, let's start off with the Hidden Heist Crew members. There's two Hidden Heist Crew members, and that is Avi Swartzman as a hacker, you guys remember him from Pacific Standard, and then you have the gunman Patrick McCreary, or Paddy McCreary, from GTA 4 and also from GTA 5's single player heist. Now, as for Paddy McCreary, to find Paddy McCreary, it's actually a random event. And you'll see this blue dot on your map. I was doing a live stream when I actually found him. And the best way to find him, in my opinion, because he's randomly gonna spawn around the city, is go into an invite-only lobby and just do prep missions. That's pretty much it. And as you explore, you know, the city, you will see this blue dot eventually. Go up to it, hijack the driver, you unlock Paki when you take him to his destination. He's a good gunman. As for Avi Schwartzman, you have to destroy 50 signal jammers. 50 signal jammers that are around the map. When you destroy the first signal jammer, you get this notification message from Lester telling you that Avi will be available when you destroy all the jammers. GTA Men has made a pretty good guide on this and showed a really good guide on the locations. I'll link his video down below, check his video out. And then we also have the Navy Revolver. Now, the Navy Revolver is a new gun added to GTA Online. This has also been added to Reddit Online. And to find a Navy Revolver, you need to do five clues. Five clues. And when you find these five clues, they're related to the Los Santos Slasher, or I should say the San Andreas Slasher. When you find all five clues, he will actually spawn and try to kill you. You get $50,000 for killing him. GTA Men has also made a very useful guide on this. I will link his video down below. He has some pretty good guides in the Signal Jammer and also on the clues for how to get the Navy Revolver. Check him out, guys. He's also a pretty good channel. And number one. Number one is higher paying, higher difficulty heist finale. Now, you can actually unlock a heist finale. It's the same thing as the heist finale that you already played, but it's harder. And to unlock the harder finale, basically what you have to do is you have to complete a certain approach. For me, for example, I completed the con approach. I completed that, and then what I did right after that is I did the aggressive approach. And I was actually able to do the con approach shortly after. I was able to do a second time. Not right away, you can't do it right away after completing it, but after some time, I was able to do it again. And you actually see this post-it right here. It has this red skull symbol that indicates that the heist will be harder. But even though the heist will be harder, you know, enemies will take more damage. That's probably one of their things. They are probably more accurate. The mission is more challenging. It is more challenging, and you only have one life. You do get more rewards. You take a look at this board right here. One of my friends, he needed help finishing his finale, and he actually had it on the hard stealth heist and you can take a look at the rewards there. The rewards are actually higher than normal pay on it. So if you want to get the max payout that you possibly can get on this heist, you would have to do the heist finale one time, wait a little bit, do that exact same approach, see that red skull there, do it again, and you will get paid more. I hope that this guide has helped people out. If you guys enjoyed this video, drop a like, and if you're new to my channel, enjoy my content, subscribe. I will still be uploading Two more videos on these heists, I will be doing the aggressive approach and I will also be doing the stealth approach and I'll be doing a guide how I personally complete them. So I hope that you guys enjoy this video. I'll see you guys on the next... one take care
1: everyone like i said the guy's good that was that was really helpful right um now the next video is about the optional setups that you do to complete the the highest finale and uh yeah he, he lays it out really well
2: Hello YouTube, how's everyone doing? It's Professional here. So today, I want to make a guide on the Diamond Casino Heist, and I wanted to make a guide on the optional prep specifically. We're not gonna be talking about the mandatory preps because those you have to do to start the heist. We're gonna be talking about the optional ones. Now, I've noticed a lot of people commenting, should I do this prep, should I not do this prep? So in this video, I'm gonna be covering all three different approaches. I'm gonna be covering all the optional preps and which ones I think you should do and which ones I think you should not do. Now, it's important to note this is my personal opinion. This is how I feel on these preps. I've done all these heists different ways. Some of them I've done no preps on. Some of them I've done all the optional preps on. And I've experimented to see what exactly they do and if they help or if they don't really help that much. So it's just my personal opinion. You might disagree with me on which preps to do and which to not to do, but this is just how I feel. And I'm going to be explaining why I feel that way. So the first one that I wanted to start out with is I wanted to start out with the aggressive approach. But before I go into that, I also wanted to mention two things. The first thing is acquire masks. I'm not really going to be talking about this much here. Acquire masks are not mandatory. It's optional. You can go to the store, pick up masks that you want for the heist, but you will be given masks anyways. So I'm just not really going to be focusing on that. The second one is security intel. Now security intel you should do for all three heists. doesn't matter if it's aggressive doesn't matter if it's silent and sneaky or the big con the good thing about it is that you only need to do it once and you have that vincent mission where you actually have to steal the car back and give it back to vincent you do that mission once and you will have all the intel on all the security camera locations you can always restart the mission if you want to but you need to do the mission only one time and then you never have to do it again so that's for security intel do it once you never gotta do it again so moving on here in the aggressive Approach. I personally think the most important optional prep is the boring machine. Now, the boring machine involves you stealing that construction vehicle from a construction site or while it's in transit. It's actually a pretty easy mission. You just take the vehicle, drive it to the sewer tunnel. And this truck is decently fast. The mission should not take you long at all. And what this does is it allows you to breach through the sewers and allows you to get right underground, right at the vault level. So you don't have to deal with all the enemies on the upper floors. You don't have to fight your way through the upper floors. You could start right down the vault. The mission is pretty easy. Do the boring machine prep. Now the next prep that's also the second most important prep in my opinion for the aggressive approach is dug in shipments. Dug in shipments you should always do. Always for the aggressive approach always because on this heist you are gonna be fighting enemies You're always gonna be detected You're always gonna have to shoot your way out and you want the enemies to be as less armed as possible when you do dug-in shipments They won't have all that extra armor They won't have the bulletproof helmets and they won't have the crazy weapons like the automatic shotgun So you want to do dug-in shipments whenever you're doing the aggressive approach always do dug-in shipments now for the reinforced armor Is the reinforced armor worth it? It's up to personal opinion, I don't really think it's personally worth it. I've done the heist no problem without reinforced armor, as you can see right here, my friend and me are doing the heist without reinforced armor, we're still killing all the enemies in our way. I personally would recommend just having a good gunman, like Packy, you know, having a good decent weapon. You don't really need the reinforced armor, it does give you a little extra health, it does help, don't get me wrong, but it also makes you a little bit slower. I just personally don't think it's worth it. If you think you're not that good at gunfighting, you're not that good at, you know, combat in this game, then maybe get it, but the Reinforced Armor prep can be really annoying because one of the prep missions involves you actually diving down, swimming through that long tunnel on the Humane Labs, going into Humane Labs, getting it, and you also gotta make two pickups. So if you're doing it solo, it's gonna take you even longer, or going to a bunker and fighting a ton of very weather enemies and also getting two pickups. I personally don't think you need the Reinforced Armor. I've done Aggressive Heist plenty of times without it. Now as for the other preps like the power drills, for the aggressive approach, I personally don't recommend getting the power drills because you're already running on less time. On the aggressive approach you have a minute less so you're not really going to get that much time to hit the safety deposit boxes and really clean it out you're going to want to focus on whatever the main thing is the main target that you're taking unless it's paintings those you can get pretty quickly and then get some safety deposit boxes but again you're running pretty low on time unless you have four people with you on the heist i wouldn't really bother with the power drills because most safety deposit boxes between five to ten thousand dollars and that's even if you find something in that box A lot of boxes, you won't find anything in it, so I wouldn't really bother with the power drills on the aggressive approach. Now, the other ones, the patrol routes. The patrol routes, what this basically does is this shows you where all the enemies are. It shows you the location of them. Even if you're doing an aggressive, even if you get detected, they will all pop up on your radar. Now, is this one worth it? The prep for this isn't that complicated. You just go to an area, take a picture of take a picture of the um, documents in the trunk, and you leave. You can do it stealth, but most people, they get caught and just kill all the enemies during it. Now, patrol routes, I've done the mission without patrol routes. In this case, you see me doing it without it, and the enemies are not appearing on the map. The only really complicated part of the heist would be when you're trying to breach right down here and you're fighting this first set of enemies. It might get a little difficult trying to find out exactly where each one is, there's not that many enemies, and if you do dug-in shipments, you should have no problem fighting your way through them. The only thing you gotta watch out for is you gotta watch out for the doors on the right side. Sometimes they come out there. But you just clear this room out, you just go to the vault, and when you go upstairs, most of the enemies, they will actually be appearing on your map. When they're pretty close to you, they'll appear on your map. So I wouldn't really recommend the patrol routes. Um, you can just shoot your way through kill the enemies, they don't really it doesn't really matter them appearing on the map it does help a little bit if you want to go through it get it but i've done the mission without it i don't think it's personally necessary now another optional one this is the last one we have is the security passes should you get security passes on aggressive approach no in my opinion because on aggressive approach there's only one hack there's only one door that you have to hack and that's when you're you know when you're leaving when you're leaving you clear out the vault you go in through the boring machine entrance you just hack that one door you get out of there if you're trying to exit through the roof then you might not need to hack another door. But if you just exit through the staff door, you don't need to hack another door, you only need to hack one. So that's pretty much it for the aggressive approach. I think the three most important ones are the boring machine, security intel, and also the dug and shipments. dug shipments, boring machine, and security intel. Security intel, you're always gonna have completed. So dug-in shipments and boring machine. The other ones, I don't really think you would need them. I've done the heist without them plenty of times. The next approach that we have on here is the big con. And for the big con, I'm going to be talking about the armored truck approach, the group A approach, because face it, 90% of the time when people do the big con, they're going to be doing the armored truck one. So that's the one I'm going to be focusing on for this video. So what optional prep should you be doing for the big con? The big con is the easiest heist approach out of all of them and actually requires the least amount of optional prep. So let's go down the list. Let's start off with patrol routes. Do you need patrol routes? No, you don't. And the reason you don't need patrol routes is because you don't have to deal with the enemies. When you do the armored truck approach, you just go right inside, you walk past all of the enemies here. Just don't bump into them. You walk past all of them, go in the vault, you take everything. As long as you don't trip the alarm inside the vault, you get outside, you walk past all the enemies. Once you get to the to- upper floor here, once you- when you're up here, the alarm will go off. But what happens at this point is the enemies will actually appear on your map. You just wait until this guy walks around the side here you just melee him from behind you melee the other guys and as for dug and shipments you don't need dug and shipments either way now people are gonna think i'm crazy for saying don't do dug and shipments on the big con but you don't need it i have not done dug and shipments several times and the reason you don't need it is because you're not gonna be fighting these guys if you come right behind them melee them with a gun that will knock them out right away and the only two guys that you need to knock out in this heist is when you are leaving the vault you go up on the upper floor you walk out here, knock this guy out from behind, go around here, knock this other guy, or sneak past him, and then put on disguises and you leave. That's it. So you don't need to do patrol routes, you don't need to do Duncan shipments. As for the masks, not covering the masks, because again, remember what I said it's optional. You don't need it. Security intel, again, complete it once, and you have all the camera locations. Power drills. Power drills, um, if you have if you think you have time, if you have like paintings definitely get power drills if you have paid things because you could clear out a lot of safety deposit boxes if you have two or three people and you're doing it with cash and gold with cash three people no don't if you have four people get the power drills if you have three people of gold you can get the power drills but you're not going to be really hitting that many boxes power drills kind of up to each player it's not really that necessary now security passes security passes you don't need either You don't need security passes. All you need to do is just hack one door, and every single time I've done this one, it has actually been the fingerprint one. I don't know if it changes between the fingerprint and the dots, because on the aggressive one, when you try to leave, I've got the dots before, but there's this one hack door. That's all you need to do, just hack this one door. It does have four sets that you need to hack, but once you do that, you're done. You don't have to do a whole mission because if you do a whole mission, you're going to be wasting more time doing that mission than hacking one door. So you just hack that one door and you just leave for the staff exit. Staff exit is the best way to leave right after, you know, you walk past the locker and the laundry room. And as for the exit disguise, the last prep on here, you don't really need it, but you need it at the same time. And what I mean by that is, you don't need the firefighter, you don't need the noose. Don't bother with noose or firefighter, because those missions, they take a lot of time, and the noose one can actually get kinda complicated. What you should do instead is collect all the playing cards. There is 54 playing cards and I believe it's 54 in total. You collect all 54 playing cards. I remember when the casino DLC came out, I collected all of them. They came out back in July. You get all of those cards, you'll get a decent amount of chips, but on top of that, you will actually unlock permanently the high roller outfit. You have the high roller outfit and you can use that always. So you just do those cards, collect all of them. There's videos on YouTube of where to get the playing card, where all the locations are. You get those and you will have This high rollers disguise to leave each time and you can actually walk past the guards on the upper floor and they will not attack you just don't bump into them and i wouldn't recommend having your guns out either because gamblers are going to have your guns i don't know why the guards don't attack you because gamblers shouldn't be up on this floor but the disguise it works the exact same way as the firefighter and the noose one so for the big con You don't really need to do any preps here. The only preps that I say to do, security intel, but again, you do that once, you have it forever, and the exit disguise, high roller. That's it. You can do this heist no problem without doing the optional preps. I've done it easily. This heist is very easy, very quick to do, no problem. And the final heist that we have here is the silent and sneaky one, and I did this one with doing the minimum preps. I had security intel and I had security passes because I already knew how bad this would be without doing the passes. Now this one, this is where things get complicated. Now let's go down the list for patrol routes. Should you get patrol routes? Yes, you should. And the reason you should get patrol routes is because you always start on this floor. Regardless of where you enter, you will have to at least go through this floor. You will always go through this floor, and the enemies actually change locations. Each time you start the heist, they will be in the same location but each time you begin a brand new silent and sneaky heist they could be in a different location so they're not always in the same places up here there's usually one guy in the control room one guy that's walking back and forth but before that area the lobby area there's around three guys there and they change positions and sometimes there's the left side door that's open sometimes there's a the right side door that's open so you should get the patrol routes because they'll tell you where the guys are walking around and this will help you a lot especially when you're doing it with the stealth of approach here. Stealth approach, get patrol routes, it'll tell you where the enemies are. As for the downstairs area, the downstairs area, the enemies are pretty much always in the same place, but it would still help out a lot, and the dug shipments, you should get it dug and shipments you should get it. even if you're planning on doing completely stealth without getting detected dug and shipments is important because there's a lot of enemies that you cannot headshot a lot of enemies that you can't kill quietly you could kill them by walking up behind them or using the tranquilizer dart with the drone but it can just be a giant pain not being able to shoot them and instead you gotta sneak past them as you can see right here in this room i can't take out that guy all the way down there he doesn't see me so i'm able to sneak past him. but then when we actually leave the vault the guy changes positions and he's right there near the desk. I had to use a tranquilizer drone on him and then go past him that way. So dug in shipments and patrol routes, I do recommend. Security intel, not gonna talk about it again because you complete it once, you always have it. Power drills, kind of the same thing. If you If you feel that you can hit the safety deposit boxes, go for them. Security passes. Now, security passes are the most important prep. They're the most important prep on this one. The reason they're so important is because you are going to have to hack three doors. Three doors if you do not do this one. Do that one mission and save yourself the trouble. And these doors, guess what? They are going to be this one. They're not the fingerprint one. They're the more complicated one, the dot hacking this is the one that you're gonna have to go through and you can see right here what a nightmare this is I've actually completed and to be fair you can use your phone and you can take a picture of your TV and you can get the combinations there but it still wastes so much time it would just be so much easier to complete that security pass prep and you can just use a key card go through those three doors the first door when you enter the control room second door when you go downstairs and then third door when you're gonna be leaving so do security passes very important for the stealth masks again not going to talk about that because masks again optional now for the emp and the infiltration suits i'm going to talk about both of these together now the infiltration suits they let you rappel down and they also give you night vision the emp lets you turn off the power if you're going to be using the emp then i strongly recommend using the emp downstairs in the vault room that is the area where you have to kill the most amount of enemies to get past them quietly. You have to kill a bunch of people in this room because you're not gonna be able to sneak past these people. You have to get rid of some people in this room. The EMP will be the most effective. If you're gonna use the EMP, you might as well get the infiltration suits. You don't necessarily need the infiltration suits and the EMP in order to get past these guys. As you guys see right here, I did it without the EMP and without the infiltration suits, but it just makes it easier. So I personally would recommend the EMP and the infiltration suits for players that aren't at stealth. For people that aren't good at stealth, I would recommend getting an EMP and the infiltration suits because it'll make the last area a lot less challenging, but that is pretty much it for my guide there. The most important preps for the silent and sneaky one, they are going to be they are going to be the security passes, dug shipments, and security intel. Steel EMP and infiltration suits, I'm going to put at the bottom here, kind of optional, but I'll also make a special mention because they do help, but you don't necessarily need it. If you're good at stealth, you have no problem doing stealth, you wouldn't really need the infiltration suits and the EMP, I've done it without those two, but if you're not good at stealth, I would get them, and that is pretty much it for this guide, guys, I hope that you guys enjoyed this video, if you did, drop a like, and if you're new to my channel, enjoy my comment, subscribe, and if you guys have any other questions about the preps, or the missions, let me know down below, I'll try to answer as many people as I can, I hope that you guys enjoyed this video, and again, I'm sorry for my voice, I'm still sick, but I hope that you guys enjoyed it, I'll see you guys on the next one, take care everyone.
1: All right, everybody, that was once again that with his YouTube channel is called The Professional, capital T, capital P, no space. And uh, he's a really smart guy. I'm actually going to reach out to him and see if he wants to come on the podcast. So hopefully he does. So go to his channel and give him some likes and subscribes. We always love those guys. And uh, as far as us, if you have anything you want to talk, to, talk about or uh, anybody you would like to potentially get on the show, feel free to reach out to us at the GTA Podcast on Twitter or the GTA Podcast at gmail.com. So until the next time you hear my voice, you grinded motherfuckers.
2: bow down when
1: I come to your town. Bow
2: down when I'm Bow down.
1: To a nigga that's greater than you Ooh. I take ten steps and, and I draw. Now who's dissing the mad ass in
0: I like a bed that's really firm. I need
1: something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can
0: it really help me fall asleep faster?
1: Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep
2: us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, Queen, now seventeen ninety nine only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.